Hello and welcome to Believe and Declare podcast. Thanks for listening in. In this podcast, we share biblical truth to encourage women struggling with infertility, to help you build your faith, find healing and strength to persevere, and ensure you maintain spiritual postures that guarantee you victory. I'm your host, Yemisi Olani Yonu, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome once again to today's episode of Believe and Declare. I have the absolute pleasure of being your host again today, and I count it a privilege to be the vessel to bring you Abba's word today. I do not take it for granted that you've allowed me in your space to share these words with you. It's my prayer that the word you hear today will profit you. The year is still very young, and as we start off the new year, I would like to speak about knowing God. My prayer is that these words will be of some encouragement to you and that they propel you on a life-changing journey into the abundant life God has for you, into depths in Him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We'll take a Bible reading from Philippians 3 verse 10 and I'm reading from the Amplified Version and it says, And this so that I may know Him experientially, becoming more thoroughly acquainted with Him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely and in that the same way experience the power of his resurrection which overflows and is active in believers and that I may share the fellowship of his suffering being continually conformed inwardly to his likeness even to his death dying as he did. There are quite a lot of things to glean from this Bible passage but I'm just going to summarize it this is Paul's desire to know Christ more, more daily, to know him more. And this should be our outlook. This should be our position for the rest of the year. The Bible records for us a story, a very interesting one for that matter, in Matthew 16, 13 to 17. It's the story about Jesus and his disciples. I'll just read that quickly. So we see from the story in Matthew 16, 13 to 17, it reads, it says, Now when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they answered, Some say John the Baptist, other Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or just one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Messiah the anointed, the son of the living God. Then Jesus answered him, Blessed, happy, spiritually secure, favored by God are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. We see from this Bible passage that the people were divided in their opinion of who Jesus is. Whether the disciples thought this or not, we weren't told, but we know that this was their response to the question, who the people say that I am? And they didn't say more than this until Peter responded that he is Christ, the son of the living God. So we see that people had opinion of Christ, of his identity, that wasn't the truth. And it's the same way with us. We let pain trauma, the experiences that we have, especially the negative ones, shape 
our knowledge of him and then we project on him an identity that isn't his. Many times I hear believers say when they're sick that Christ put or Jesus the Lord put this on them to teach them a lesson. That's not consistent with his character. It's not consistent with who he is. The Bible tells us that there's no shadow of evil with him and he will not tempt anyone. Has life experience caused you to have a distorted view of him? Have you labored him slow to act? Whose opinion of him have you accepted? Is it correct? Is it complete? The knowledge you have of him, does it reveal him as living and not dead? We see from this example, everybody that people likened him to were dead. So do you see him as someone because you haven't received the answer to that which you're praying and believing for? In your heart, you think he is dead. He would not act. Many times, like I said, we let pain and the things we go to define him in ways that he isn't. And these have become stronger that won't let us see the goodness of God, driving us further from him and driving us even further from fellowship. We often perceive him differently from the reality of who he is. Quickly, I want to read to us how people's perception can be different. And we'll just look at a few scriptures to see how people perceived an incident that was recorded for us in the Bible. So we see God had said to Moses in Exodus 3 that he should go and deliver the Israelite from Egypt. And he said to him that when he has brought them out of Egypt, he should bring them back to the mountain that was Horeb, where he saw the burning bush. And Moses did just that. And when they got to Sinai, we see God saying certain things to Moses, have them consecrate themselves and then bring them before me. So now I'm just going to read a few Bible passages and we'll see how People perceive things differently. Exodus 19, 16-17 So it happened on the third day when it was morning, that there was thunder and flashes of lightning, and a thick cloud was on the mountain, and a very loud blast was sounded on ram's horn, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood and presented themselves at the foot of the mountain. Now, listen to what Exodus 20, 18 says. It says, Now all the people witnessed the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the smoking mountain. And as they looked, the people were afraid and trembled and moved backward and stood at a safe distance. We see from Exodus 19, the order of things listed for us was slightly different from how it was listed in Exodus 20, 18 because that is how the people perceived it. We were told there was a thunder, then flashes of lightning, a tea cloud, and a sound. But what they saw not was a thunder, flashes of lightning, sound of the trumpet, and smoking mountain. Now, we are not told that they heard these things, but they saw. How do you see the sound of a trumpet? How do you see thunder? I can understand saying flashes of lightning. We get to Exodus twenty twenty one. We are told again that the people stood at a safe distance, but Moses approached the tea cloud where God was. 
So God still insisted it was a cloud. But the people said they saw smoking mountains. If you go to Exodus 24, 17 to 18, the Bible tells us again, In the sight of the Israelites, the appearance of glory and brilliance of the Lord was like consuming fire on top of the mountain. Moses entered in the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain, and he was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. We see again, it says, in the sight of the Israel, the appearance of the glory and brilliance of the Lord, as beautiful as that was, they saw something else. They saw the consuming fire. Whatever emotions they were carrying in their heart, whatever they were going through, caused them to see things differently other than what God was showing to them. And it's the same with us. So I want to encourage you, don't let pain drive you away from God. Let it drive you to God. Don't let whatever it is that you're believing for drive you. Let it drive you to Him. But at the same time, don't let this then shape the opinion of God. Don't let them distort the identity that God is revealing to you. So we see, Moses saw something else. They saw something else. Many times we interpret things based on our experiences. What you see depends on your state and where you are. And the Bible repeatedly told us that they stood afar off. They weren't going to get any close to God. And then we see further down in Exodus where they go to build a golden calf. And this is important because when we stand far from God, when we drop back, we are likely to build godless structures like they did. The Bible tells us that God longs to be gracious to us. This is what the Bible tells us about him. Isaiah 13, 18 tells us, And therefore the Lord earnestly wait. Yes, he is expecting, is looking, and is longing to be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up that he might have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him, for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, and his matchless unbroken companionship. So we see that God is good and he wants to show us all of his goodness and kindness. And this is the man who waits for him, we won't be disappointed in any way. Don't let the things that you are passing through the circumstance that you find yourself. Don't let those things drive you away from him. How do you get to know the Lord? There are many things, but we'll just state a few of them. We have to sit with the word because it tells us categorically in scriptures that the scriptures point to him. So if we're looking for him, we can find him there. But we also have to ask that the spirit guide us as we read about him in the scripture. Because if we're just reading it without any desire to know him, we wouldn't. And we also have to ask the Spirit to help us not just read the letters of the word, but that the Spirit behind the word is able to help us come into the perfect knowledge of who he is. We are also to leverage the ministry of the Spirit. And the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 2.11, Who can see into a man's heart and know his thought? Only the spirit that dwells within the man. In the same way, the thoughts of God are known only by his spirit. The Holy Spirit knows him so well, he can show him to you. The Bible tells us 
that the spirit of truth will come and guide us into all truth. He will not speak his own word. He will speak what he hears, revealing to us things that are to come and bring glory to God. The spirit has unlimited access to God, to all that Christ possesses. And just as everything that God has is Christ, the same reason Christ said he is confident that the spirit will care for us and reveal the path to him, to us. So you can count on the spirit of God to get you there. So we are also going to leverage the ministry of prayer. Prayer is how we commune with God, how we fellowship with him. If you know someone and you don't speak to them, you most likely do not even know them. At the same time, I'm going to encourage you to press in. There will be times it will look like you are not even getting anything out of what you're doing in reading the scriptures, in trusting and believing for depths of, of knowledge in him. There will be times whereby you will have revelation consistently. There are times that things will slow down. You don't have to give up at such time. Pressing, wait it out. The Lord is eager to reveal himself to you. We also have to build this relationship and it takes time, it takes commitment, it takes energy. And it's my prayer for you today as we close out for today that you will be determined in purpose to know him. I pray that you will progressively become deeply and intimately acquainted with him. It's my prayer that your mind will be ready to receive the wisdom and revelation to truly know God. And I pray that he reveals the riches, the glorious riches unto you. And I ask that as you wait, as you sit with the word, as you leverage the ministry of the spirit, as you stay in the place of prayer, he will reveal to you who he is. It's my prayer for you that in the midst of the current circumstance that you find yourself, you will find God. You will discard the opinion of culture. You will discard the opinion of tradition. You will discard the limited view of men and you will seek to know him first and this year 2024 in the name of Jesus. I pray you gain an unbiased knowledge of him and I ask that you will be restored in the knowledge of who you are as you find him. I ask that you will know him truly and fully may new dimensions of knowledge of jesus break over you today the revelation that brings insight into his glorious identity is made available to you today the lord will take you himself into depths of him he will show you who he is in the midst of everything that you are going through and i pray that everything within you will respond to the knowledge that he shows to you. Everything within you will respond in a timely manner to the call that he has beckoned for you to come know him this year. And I pray over you that you would have a glorious week. I pray that the things you are believing for, you will put in perspective of the knowledge of him and you will lay hold of those things in no time. Keep believing, keep declaring. Don't go about sowing seed that are misaligned with what you're believing for. Remember, God is not the enemy. God is not against you. God is for you. We saw that he said to us, he's eagerly, earnestly waiting to be gracious to us. See you same time next week. 
links to download the free seven day devotional and seven days declaration and also to join our community on my instagram page yeah miss yolani yonu please head over there and download the free resources and join our community if you've enjoyed today's episode be sure to follow subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are posted please rate and review also share with anyone you know struggling with infertility I hope you're living encouraged and with words that can help you get through this season. Keep believing, keep declaring. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you.